This is the DTC podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Boys and girls, it is time to hustle and get rich. Lights, camera, action in three, two, one. My name is Joe. I'm joined by Steve and LP tonight. Uh, FP is uh, smashing all kinds of things we think and uh, is not available, so it's a three-man show. Wizards lose in very disappointing fashion to the Celtics, dropping Game 7 in Boston. This was a tough one, guys. They had uh, they, they didn't play so inspired in the first half. They managed to claw their way back into the game. They had a, a lead, actually, I, I believe, going into the second half of the fourth quarter, and then... The Canadian, Kelly Olynyk just took over the game. And, and, and we can talk about Gortop being lost on defense. We can talk about uh, the lack of production from uh, the non-studs the non on the team. We can talk about why Kelly Oubre did not play at all. But my goodness, man, this, was, uh, this one was tough. You know, last week, almost a week, exactly, was it exactly a week ago, the Caps lost, um, ending their season. And now the Wizards season is over as well. And this is uh, this is just really really tough. Um, you know, Bradley Beal had a, a probably the quietest forty point game or thirty eight point game that I can remember in a long time. John Wall, you know, y- you can see he was trying, but the lack of the, I didn't see any offensive sets that that made sense down the stretch, especially five minutes to, from five minutes on to the end of the game in the fourth quarter. But this one hurts. Uh, you know, I stand by what I said earlier. The Wizards are the better team. I think the Celtics are, are complete trash. I expect them to get swept by the by the Cavaliers. Isaiah Thomas is a defensive liability for his team. I mean, his coach is pulling him off on on set defensive uh, plays, you know. So I, I don't expect anything but the Cavaliers to go through from the east uh, from on the side on the Eastern Conference side. But damn, I, I really wanted the Wizards to to get to just eke this one out somehow, uh, playing with house money. But it it just um, it just it just didn't happen tonight. Well, I mean, I, I don't know where we go with the show because I feel like we could stay in the moment and talk about the game, the ebbs and flows, but I would like to take it kind of on a bigger scale. I'd like to go and look at it deeper in the sense of like what this means for this city. I mean, uh, we got one out of 25% of us can't even get out of bed right now. I mean, if, if that's going into the city right now, I mean, that's a, it's a bad feeling, you know, and a lot of people are feeling like this was um, – you know, after that Caps loss, that this was kind of going to be the, the reconciliation. So, I mean, uh, you know, we can talk about the game. I think the Wizards hung around, fought really hard in the first half, you know, tied up for, you know, a lot of ebbs and flows in that first half. They were, you know, tooth and nail right with them. Third quarter, they, they took over the game, went up by seven. Offense was looking great. Defense was getting stops. And, uh, you know, they had killed the crowd. I mean, the crowd was completely out of it. It was, it was unbelievable. Uh, for a, a game seven crowd, I mean, you can't ask for anything else. Up by seven, halfway through the third quarter, getting towards the fourth quarter, and uh, couldn't close it out. You know, I we, we were watching together, and I noted that I, I thought, you know, Beal and Wall looked tired, and I wasn't sure if maybe they should sit a couple minutes, but you almost, you know, Beal had, like Joe just said, the quietest 38 points, but it, it almost felt like he cost them the game with those turnovers and, and, you know, you know, missed opportunities. So I felt like, you know, he hit some great shots, but 
you know, at the end of the day, it, it, they were just kind of grasping at the end there. There was a lot of bad possessions with some bad offense. Defense, a couple guys were lost. Gortat looked lost every possession he was out there, um, you know, letting just open shots. Kelly Olynyk, all these things. So Kelly Olynyk, man. Kelly Olynyk. Uh, I mean, I don't want to – I'm trying really hard not to curse, but, like, the the great Canadian Kelly Olynyk is the one who comes in and – and ends up destroying the Wizards. But it's, it's, it's whoever, it's whoever. I mean, it's it's just open shots. I mean, it's, it, was, it was practice for them. So yeah, I mean, he got whatever he wanted in the in the, especially the second half of the fourth quarter. Gortat, I haven't seen him look that bad all season, maybe ever. Uh, and I've been watching basketball a long time. Yeah, he just looked completely lost, slow and uh, confused. Uh, yeah, I mean, and offensively, he 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 gave the team nothing tonight. And I have no idea what happened to Ubre or why Coach Brooks decided to leave him out of the rotation. But my goodness, man, this is. Uh, it's just crushing. It's crushing. You know, I, I think we were all hedging our bets. Uh, the, the junkies were talking about this, I think, last week about the emotional hedge bet, you know, where you put some money on the team you think is going to win or you know is going to win. But damn, like the Wizards are the better team. And it was just so disappointing. But here we are talking about another team that, you know, has so much promise playing with house money, game seven in Boston. No one really expected them to win this game. I think many of us included. And they just. They were in it. I mean, I would have taken that first half 100 times out of 100 to go mm-hmm. up to go up two, even though they weren't shooting very well. I never expected them to win this game. And I felt that same way even in the first half where they, they hung around, they uh, you know, stuck with it. Then they wrote me in that third quarter. That third quarter, something changed where I felt like this team is actually going to be there with, with a minute left. Yeah. yeah, that's all you can ask for in a game seven on the road is you want to be there in the last couple of minutes to have a chance. But I felt like towards the end there, uh, there were some possessions where the offense was going through Beal and a couple turnovers, a couple missed shots. Then they went back to go through Wall, and Wall was getting people open with the drive and kick. They started with the isolation with Beal, and they lost a lot of momentum right there. I agree, and the problem with isolation is it requires a whole lot of uh, effort. effort. I mean, it takes a lot of effort to, to go through two, three screens, cut across the court, you know, come, come all the way back around. Now, Bill was hitting that three. I mean, they ran that play. We were commenting, like, they just keep running it. But, I mean, he's going to get tired eventually, um, you know. But the, the rest of the team just didn't show up. I was encouraged when the game started. Uh, Otto was getting involved. You know, Mark Markeith played great and then just slowly disappeared, you know. But this, this, this entire season or this entire series in particular has been about the bench. And, you know, sure enough, we go to Boston and, and what's happened in exactly what happened in games one and two. Uh, happened again uh, in Game Five. Happened again, so uh, it's it's really disappointing. But, let me let me get LP in here. LP, what what do you got? But, but guys, let me tell you something. This this is depressing. This is sad. This is horrible. But I don't think this is the curse. A curse is when we're a better team and that we're supposed to win. We were the fourth seed. They were the one seed. I think player to player, we are a better team. But we've had the same concerns from Game One of this of the uh, of the season that this team cannot play defense. This team is just not hanging around on defense. I saw in the fourth quarter, I saw our all-stars kind of walking around. And it could be due to a couple reasons. They could be tired. You know, the bench played like, what, four minutes today. They didn't play at all. I saw people on Twitter calling for Trey Burke. I mean, this is ridiculous. I was calling at for the Trey end Burke. of the day, At the end of the day, our stars did not play defense. And we lost the game. Kelly Olynyk hit ten freaking threes right in a row, um, completely wide open. Like, how is that? How is he open? 
Well, look, these I, guys I, just did not play defense. I mean, we can we can blame all these different things, but at the end of the day, we knew defense was the weakness of this team, and we knew that this team was going to go as far as the effort that they put on defense, and it just wasn't there in the second half. They might have gotten tired or whatever, but to me, that's not an excuse. This is game seven of you know round two. Um, it's just it's got to be they got to put in the effort. Paul, I, I agree with you, but let, let's just talk about Olenek for a second here. Uh, Gortat not being able to close out on on Olenek was problematic throughout. Um, you know, and, and I think we need to talk about that a little bit more. But let's dispel a couple of things here. The refs did not cost the Wizards the game. The refs were no. Nope. The refs caused. They they called a very fair game in my opinion. Probably one of the better ones in the entire series. Free throws so, were, were equal. All series free, long. Free all series long. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, it was com- the opposite of the Atlanta series. Um, so you, you can't put this one on the refs. You, you can't necessarily just say, well, oh, it's Boston playing at home and the home court. Yes, that's a part of it as well. But we were. You just can't excuse the flatness of play from the Wizards. You know, it, it, this is what the hundred and ninety eighth game I think of the season for them, or whatever the math comes out to, uh, or ninety ninety second, whatever it is. It's a lot of games. Um, you know, and and we just knew Beal and Wall are going to have to go to the distance. I was screaming at my TV. What Brandon Jennings has been, you know, he's my boy, and I've given him a lot of dap and love over the course of the entire season, but uh, or since he joined the team, but. He was a liability on both ends of the court yet again today. And that's why I personally was saying, give me Trey Burke, give me anyone else. Just call more timeouts. Take two or three in a row if you have to to get you guys some rest. But, you know, uh, at one point Morris was playing with the second unit and that looked better. Uh, but the bench, the bench is just, just, it came out flat. I think that's a cop out, though. I think, LP, if what you're saying is true, that, uh, you know, defense was liability, but it's an effort thing, not a talent thing, not a scheme thing, then. That, to me, is completely, uh, you know, uh, uh, absurd. You know, this is game seven. I mean, what, what are you saving up your energy for? I mean, if this is a real effort thing, then there's problems. But if this is a, a scheme thing, I mean, Scotty Brooks is never going to be, uh, you know, Chuck Daly, okay? He's never going to be the, the great defensive coach that we all thought. So, you know, maybe it's a scheme thing. Maybe, you know, they're just they, – they've maxed out on, on the defensive end. They thought they can outscore every team. And, you know, it, it took them pretty far, you know, outscoring teams, but they just couldn't do it tonight. Yeah, defensively, defensive, you know, they've had issues on defense, and it just, uh, I mean, Kel- Kelly Olynyk, the guys from Celtics over, uh, Celtics over easy, uh, two weeks ago on, on after game one, you know, they got on with us and they said, you know, he's going to be the difference maker in the series. And sure enough, Kelly is the guy who makes the difference in the series, and it's in game seven down the stretch pretty much hitting everything that, that the Wizards give him uh, and taking whatever he wants. And I, I, there's no, to me, there's no excuse for the Wizards to get away from uh, just posting up whoever Isaiah Thomas was guarding on defense. I don't get that at all. You know, but that's what happened. And now Wizards fans, you know, let's switch it back here and just zoom out for a second. D.C. sports fans are dealing with another heartbreaking loss to a team that was, uh, I don't want to say overachieving, but certainly capable of playing at the level they were at. The Capitals were uh, more of a disappointment. This is in less my eyes, heartbreaking. Yeah, the Capitals were the best team in hockey, mm-hmm. whereas the Wizards were, were again playing with house money down the stretch. Um, you know, so to me, the better team did not win the series. I think I I don't expect Boston to get maybe maybe they get one game off of Cleveland, but if they get swept, I would not be surprised at all. The team is uh, I mean Amir Johnson played six minutes I think tonight. I don't know how they're going to handle. Uh, I mean, unless, he had three fouls in about yeah. ten seconds. Unless, unless Olenek is going to try to rip out Kevin Love's arm again, 
Uh, I, I don't see how they could potentially win this series whatsoever. I think IT will get abused by by Kyrie, but you know, as a Wizards fan tonight, as a, obviously as a as a son of DC, this one just stings again. This is the furthest I, I in my lifetime that the Wizards have made it. Um, you know, and and honestly, uh, as upset as I am, like that we didn't, we're not continuing on. I'm so proud of this team. And, and this team is, uh, I mean, I think they've, they've added a lot of fans to their fan base this season. John Wall has put himself on, on the superstar, uh, on the superstar stage in the NBA. Absolutely. You know, he's just. So has Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal, too, in a different way. But, but John Wall in particular, as the heart and soul of this team, my goodness, man, you can't say enough about the guy. And, I mean, you know, John Wall in the city has become, that's what I was saying, number two. He's become the second most beloved sports player in the city behind Bryce, uh, and I think he, he surpassed Ovechkin. I think Ovechkin's in the doghouse right now. So I think, uh, you know, the more the spotlight on John Wall, the more, you know, um, that announcer on CSN defended him against Colin Coward. It was awesome video talking about the yeah. money he gives to the kids and, and the impact he's having in the community. So the more spotlight we can give on, on John and, and those guys, you know, the better it is for you the know, franchise. And, and in the NBA, there, there is a rite of passage. Teams don't just come out of nowhere and win. So... This is, I believe, the next step in the evolution of, yeah. of Jordan. Of the Wizards, Jordan you know, with so, the Pistons. Yeah, Jordan couldn't. He couldn't get past the Pistons for a while. Ma- you know, Magic. I, I don't think Magic had any resistance in the Western Conference. At well, his he time. had a stacked team. Yeah, it was Showtime. a super team. But but LeBron. certainly, you know, look. You look at. I mean, the Warriors had to feel pain before they got to where they were. Um, the, LeBron uh, with LeBron the Celtics. himself, even even on the super team in Miami, there's mm-hmm. there is a progression, and to some extent, Boston is defying that right now because they're a young team that has never been there themselves. Uh, with the exception of uh, Avery Bradley, I well, believe. Cleveland's about to teach them. Right, but that's, you know, this team has, has exceeded uh, all, all expectations. I think if you told us at the end of last season we'd have a new coach, essentially the same team with a few, a few pieces tweaked, and we would end up losing in Game 7 to the Celtics on their court by 10 or 15 points, I think every Wizards fan in this city would have taken it because no one expected them to get this far, especially after a 2-8 and eight start. You know, so I, I'm I'm still encouraged, although this one stings right now. Um, yeah, absolutely. You gotta take take a look at it this way. We started two and eight the season. We started a series down 0-2. Atlanta kind of gave us a run for the money. I mean, I I don't I know I sound really down on this team, but I think you know I, I'm I'm upset at the way that they played today. I'm upset at the defensive effort, but at the end of the day. I mean, this team did pretty well for themselves. I mean, they're what one of the uh, five teams left standing, you know, before tonight. So I think this team's going to probably look a little bit different over the off season. There's a lot of one-year deals. Bogdanovich is due is um, is on his way out. Probably, um, you still have, in my opinion, a major hole at center. You don't know, you know, what to do. I don't know what what's up with Gortat. I mean, he he comes out and lays an egg every once in a while and sometimes he he does pretty well for himself. There's just there's a there's a lot of question marks on this team and I think you know we'll probably see a, a different team come next year. Maybe Uber gets a little bit more minutes or whatever it is, but I think at the end of the day this team gave us probably all that they had and you know sitting from from our couches we probably didn't think that John Wall and Bradley Beal and the Gortots and the Morrises were giving it all, but you know, I'm sure that they put everything on the line. I have no reason to believe that these guys slacked at all. I have no reason to believe that these guys didn't prepare for this game as best they could. You know, physically, mentally, emotionally, 
all of the above. So I think, you know, this one's going to sting probably a little bit longer than usual just because, you know, what do we have to look forward to for the rest of the spring and summer? You know, I think that's a shot at Steve, right? So. Steve, you want to get in here and talk Nats? Best team no, in the majors dude, right I'm just now, kidding. Okay. I'm I just kidding. Let's stay give, my, give my own show, okay? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, this is uh, this is a lot. And, and you know, the talk last week was, you know, the Verizon Center was going to claim the souls of all D.C. sports fans in the, in the span of two days with the Caps losing at home and then potentially the Wizards losing game six. Um, you know, the fact that they pulled that game out, forced the game seven, like I said, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of the team. Um, but I, I don't care about Boston at all. I, I you know, uh, I may not even – I mean, I'll, I'll watch the Eastern Conference Finals because I'm a fan of basketball, but not because I care to see what the Celtics will do. Um, you know, but, but here we are. And I think, I think at least for the three of us, we would agree this team, to some extent, overachieved. We have a coach in place that, that has, you know, displayed that he's able to coach at this level again with a different core team. And, and yeah, maybe it's the progression. If, if Oubre takes the leap the way Porter did, then, you know, maybe we get – maybe we win game seven in Boston – uh, you know, in a, in a situation like we were in tonight, so um, it's yeah. stepping. We don't steps. even know. If, we don't even know if Porter's going to be around next year. Who knows? Yeah, that's fair. That's tell, question mark. Tell any Wizards fan the day after KD signed in Golden State, they'd be losing in the Eastern Conference semis. They would take it. Uh, uh, of course, of course, of course. No, no doubt about it. So, uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> First caller on with us tonight is from Kansas. Is that right? Did I hear that right? From Kansas? Yeah, uh, moved out here to Lawrence, Kansas after living in Virginia for the past 20 odd years. What do you think about what happened tonight? Oh, God. I just. I, I honestly, I, I called in because it's the closest thing to a sports therapist, and I feel like a sports therapist is what all of us who follow D.C. sports need. We're, we're, we're here uh, for the you. past week. Sorry? We're here for you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks thanks for that. It's, uh, it's rough, you know. Uh, God, watching two teams you love lose heartbreaking game sevens. In, in the span of under a week, I, I, I mean, I can't imagine a worse possible fate for sports fans. I, I had Browns fans I knew or, or fans of sorry franchises, and there was kind of a piece they could take in knowing that they would be terrible every year. But the fact that we get our hopes up only to find new and creative ways to have them dashed to pieces is mind-boggling um well let me ask you let me let me ask you this let me ask you this are uh, looking back on the season as a whole would you say that the wizards exceeded your expectations yeah i will so it's different than the caps right you know the caps definitely did not exceed expectations yeah the caps was a pain um that that one stung worse but the wizards you know, after starting two and eight, I didn't have many high hopes. Um, I thought we did, did some smart moves heading towards the trade deadline. Um, the the bench, God, I, was non-existent tonight. Um, but the thing is, the first half of the season, Wizards, if they'd have gotten to this point and lost, 
I just said, all right, but the second half of the season, Wizards getting to this point and losing really hurt. Yeah, I think so too. It, it was it's one of those things where, you know, it 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 is what happened. Although ultimately, ultimately we we all believed, and I think that's that's why it burned so much. I think we all expected them on some level to win, but you know, it's what happens. Uh, that's just what happens. So pull it out. But they didn't show up. John Wall specifically did not show up this entire game. What, I don't what know are people expecting out of John Wall? I don't understand. He's the point guard. He, what, Joe, what he was one for ten in the fourth quarter. One for ten. He's he couldn't tired. get a shot to drop. He couldn't create. He couldn't do anything. Like anything. Bradley Beal had to put the team on his back, which is great. Bradley Beal showed some some superstardom there, but I don't know. I just expected a little more from John Wall. Like, what would LeBron James have done in that situation? He's, oh, okay, okay. Well, look, let me let me ask you the same question I've been asking all the other callers. Did the cap the Capitals did not exceed your expectations in the playoffs? Did the Wizards exceed your expectations for the season? Yes or no? Yes, for sure. Okay, so overall, you would say you're encouraged by how they ended the season, even though it ended in, in disappointing fashion. Correct? I mean, they weren't going to win oh, the finals. Sure. I mean, I had them beating the Spurs, but no one else seemed to. Uh, have them, you know, even getting this far. Well, no, for sure. The, the future is bright for Washington. There's a lot to build up on, but, you know, you just get so close to it, and you just can feel it, and you can touch it, and then just go away. Something something D.C. fans really wanted, and then it's just gone. Yeah. But, yeah, they definitely exceeded our expectations for sure. So, look, look, who, who do you put this game on? Okay, it sounds like you're putting it on wall. Is that is that accurate? Because I, I put it on uh, – we haven't even gone through that. Who do we put this game on? I would put it on Gortat. I think Gortat oh, absolutely. didn't show up defensively absolutely. at all, and I think that was a big turning point when he got in the game defensively. I absolutely agree with you. Gortat offensively, the turnovers, the disgusting passes, the just he played so bad. Gortat was not helpful at all. Ian Mahimni cannot guard Olenek. Olenek made him look like a fool every time he touched the ball. Where did Olenek come from? Everybody, Olenek all of a sudden he came from Canada. <laughs> he came from Canada. So obviously Andrew was really upset about about Olenek, just like we are. But uh, yeah, he he pretty much destroyed whoever was covering him, and Gortat got a lot of that punishment down in the paint, especially in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's just uh, I don't know why people are so upset about Olenek because he's a scrub. He's a scrub. He's best known for trying to rip out Kevin Love's uh, Kevin Love's arm out of his uh, you know off his body. He's white. Tony, Tony, welcome in, buddy. Tony, <laughs> he can't wait to jump Tony's in. Tony's okay? ready to go. Tony, what'd you see tonight? Let's even wait for the welcome. What's going on, guys? Welcome, buddy. Uh, uh, tonight, I think uh, the Wizards exceeded the, or exceeded our expectations, but you know they had us all believing that they were going to win. Um, I certainly believe that they were going to win tonight. Uh, they definitely teased us with that really good third quarter. And I think by the by the end of that third quarter, when the when the Celtics went on that thirteen to three run, it was just uh, you had a, you had a feeling in your gut they were not going to pull it off. Um, uh, the bench also didn't you know show up again. They need to uh, take take this off season and, and really work on adding more pieces. Um, and just you know the fact that Olinick, you know the guy who was you know roughing around Kayla Oubre, was the guy that basically beat us. Is, is is what really hurt us tonight and uh pretty pretty depressing 
and uh, and the curse continues, I believe. Tony, <laughs> Tony, uh, I mean, it's good for our business. But listen, you're you're uh, uh, probably one of the biggest DC sports guys I know. Give me one thing the Wizards do in the next th- four months in this off season that puts them over the top, that puts them in the Eastern Conference Finals, that puts them contending for the NBA championship. They, they got to add a piece. They, they got to make a trade. They got to add somebody in free agency. I'm not sure who's going to be a free agent this season, but they, they got to do something because I think this team uh, is on the verge of something really, really good. They just got to put it together somehow. And I, I, I do believe they have a lot of the pieces and they have the coach to do it. Awesome. Thanks for calling in, Tony. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I mean, I think we all agree on that too, right? I mean, the team the team exceeded expectations, and they're in a position where hopefully with a couple of adjustments uh, they can get back to at least this far, right? I mean, that that's the problem with D.C. sports is the expectation, the bar becomes, uh, you know, very unrealistic very quickly. You know, so if this Wizards team gets to the same spot next year, are they a failure automatically? The, uh, your question, though, you, you've asked every single person we've talked to today, are they exceeding expect, have they exceeded your expectations for the season? This answer is the exact same. Yeah, but it's the most dissatisfying yes that I've ever heard. Okay, so it's really not. I mean, it, it's, it's not a satisfactory end to the season if you fall short of the goal. The goal was, the goal was not NBA championship. The goal was Eastern Conference Finals. So, you know, they fell short of it. They didn't fall short of it by one round. They fell short of it by two rounds. So, I mean, this is the same place that they left last year. No, no, why, why? They, they were one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals this year, right? I mean, they... They were knocked down the second round. Yeah, yeah. Knocked down the second round. Uh, ultimately, I don't think Coach Brooks is going to get the credit he deserves for what was accomplished this season, but, you know, here we are, all disappointed. I uh, Am I hearing this correct, that FP is on the phone? Is FP here? Back from the dead. Are you alive? Yeah, uh... I wasn't really in the mood to talk after that uh, horrible loss. You have to forgive me. I'm pretty sure the rest of the city feels my pain. Uh, I just, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't even find the words to speak. Two, two game seven losses in less than a week just crushed me. It, it literally crushed my soul to where I didn't even want to talk to my friends on our podcast about what just went down. And I don't know. I don't even know where we can go from here. Um, you would assume that the Wizards do something on defense during the off season. that Brooks has a, a good say in how to rebuild the team. Um, I would trust him more than our general manager, which I'm sure Joe would probably agree with on that. But This is all Ernie's I mean, fault, com- if that's what you're getting at. He's the reason we have no yes. bench and no draft picks. Yes. That's essentially what I'm getting at, that it's his fault that Kenny Olenek outscored our entire bench which is just unrealistic. But, yeah, I mean, so where do you go? Where do you go if you're the Wizards or where do you go if you're the Caps team? I mean, Caps team, their windows is closing, so I honestly don't even think they're going to do anything for us anymore. Maybe they can suck during the regular season next year and then they'll push it further in the playoffs. <laughs> they need to go. They need to do the opposite of what they've been doing. But, I mean, you said it, Wizards are playing with uh, house money, but it still hurts. I, I, I don't know. I mean, well, let's not leave. I let's not John. let's not end our podcast here on a on a sour note. Everybody is universally agree that they've exceeded all expectations, right? And the uh, the the night is darkest just before the the morning light, right? So we're in a situation now where 
John Wall's not going anywhere. Bradley Beal's not going anywhere. Uh, Porter is the big decision that they have to make this offseason. Um, and if he's willing to take a little hometown discount, I, I think he's he's worth the value. Um, I wouldn't max him out, but I, I think I think he stays and, and brings, you know, he's got the ability to continue to grow his game. Uh, so why not keep him around? Uh, Morris has proven himself to be, uh, I mean, he, he's a fa- he's going to be a fan favorite. I love I love the way he plays. I love the way he gets in everybody's face. Um, you know, Gortat is a question mark. He's still under contract. He's not going anywhere either. You know, if we can get him to play basketball, a little bit more basketball and less volleyball, that would be awesome. Um, you know, and, and Ubre, I'm big on Ubre. I don't know why, I don't know why coach got away from Ubre tonight. I think they, they really missed his, his defensive presence, uh, and his occasional big shot down the stretch. So, um, you know, I, I don't want to, it's not all doom and gloom here. You know, I, I think this team is no, you're, on a you're positive completely path. Right. You're right, and I mean, we still have a, a fantastic nucleus there, and there's a lot to go off of, and and the team, I, I'm convinced that this team, after having the taste that they had this year in the playoffs, that next year will start even stronger. We won't have that 2-8 and eight start. I think what, what happens when you get this far in the playoffs, especially for the Wizards, is you go into the offseason hungry, right? You go in hungrier, you take your practices more serious, you take your offseason workouts more serious. And you do that with our good nucleus and whatever pieces we add, you're right. It, I mean, it's not all doom and gloom. And, and the upside is huge for the Wizards. So I'll agree with you there. Like, it, it's hard to be positive on a night like tonight, but you're absolutely right that the Wizards do have a, a bright upside. But, guys, uh, this is Scotty Brooks's first year. Don't forget that. So this is his first year in a new system. Um, the nucleus of the team is still really strong. John and Brad are still haven't hit their full potential yet. So, I mean, is there going to be a more um, attractive team in the offseason um, to attract free agents? I mean, maybe, but I think at this point the Wizards are actually looking pretty good um, in attractiveness. No, that's, so. a, that's a great point. I mean, we've definitely proven that we're a team that a free agent would would want to join now. I mean, the even the stands and the fans started showing up uh, towards the middle of the season to the point where any free agent would want to come into this market because they see that we're hungry for a star, so uh, another star. But, I mean, I, I agree with you completely, LP. Uh, I don't know if I agree. I, I think I, I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant said I'm not, not interested. Don't even talk to me. Al Horford, Al Horford. we lost to the Celtics. Um you know, uh, the team is – I mean, Paul Pierce didn't want to re-up. And, you know, he was – I call tax. game, baby. I, I call I'm game. I'm talking about so. this year. I'm talking about this year. I'm not talking about last uh, year. Last year we were not a good-looking team. I, un- I understand. Last year with um, – with, uh, But there's also not a lot of minutes for a free agent coming quit. in here in this I'm current seeing, rotation. And there's states without income tax. Yeah, where they can pay players more. At the end of the more. day, this team has not reached its full potential yet. I agree with and that. this team is still trending up. Steve, what do you think? Uh, so – I mean, I actually I read a great article. Um, it was comparing the superstars of the '90s uh, in the Eastern Conference and how they were just victims of their time. How they just couldn't, you know, Reggie Miller, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, you know, all these guys could never win championships. Why? Because they lived in an era with Michael Jordan, and and we're seeing the same thing with LeBron James. I mean, realistically, uh, three of you are going to punch me right now, but realistically, they win this game tonight, and we're celebrating. The Cavaliers would, would take them to school over the next uh, weeks, uh, over the next few weeks. You disagree. I get it. 
I think you're wrong. I think you're an idiot, well, but that's okay. I, I think you're wrong. I think you're an idiot. <laughs> that, that's fine. But We'll never know because I, they didn't get we there. We will never know, and, and the reason we won't so know is So maybe they would have swept the Cavaliers. Maybe. But, you know, I, I think right now LeBron and the Cavs, uh, you know, own the East, and um, I don't see, you know, Tony, uh, our last caller, was talking about adding a piece. I don't know if it's like one piece because that, that almost insinuates that they are one piece away from contending for a title. I don't know if it's one piece. I think it is one solid piece and a few smaller pieces. I think if you ask me, and I'm, I'm, I'm Ernie, and, and uh, Boo. for me, it's, um, it's you know, a, a solid defensive center. I think it's somebody who can come in and not Gortat. It's not going to hang out at the, you know, 15 foot at the perimeter, but somebody who's going to bang and, and somebody who's going to get rebounds, somebody who's going to, you know, take up space in the paint. I think, uh, you know, that's what the, these... That's what Mahimi is supposed to be. Well, Mahimi, yeah, you, well, want, to talk, you want to talk about what happened to your boy he Mahimi? He got filleted tonight. Okay, <laughs> it's one game. The Bye. guy is playing off of um, RG3 knees right now. Hey, congrats, hey, RG3. Congrats. Hey, RG3. RG3. <laughs> Finally, two uh, for two, right? If you actually he's look accurate at their with body. Yo, we should talk about Cromartie. Did you hear about Cromartie? If you look at both their bodies, um, you see this. You see the cap. You see a, a, a huge quad, and then you see um, a knee the size of a nickel. So, not surprised that that both have knee problems. Uh, what? Doctor James Andrews on the phone with us, ladies and gentlemen. Can we talk about Antonio Cromartie <laughs> having his third child, his fourteenth total, but third after a vasectomy? Magic hey, when Magic you have strong story. swimmers, you have strong swimmers. Ah, you're telling me Nick Saban should be signing all all of the, anything he produces. That, that's a, it's incredible. Three post vasectomy. My goodness. Well, I think we pretty much covered every topic under I the sun here. It. So, um, boys, we're going around the table here. FP, anything else? Uh, hopefully, my only saving grace would be the Wizards lock, or uh, the Redskins locking up Kirk. So that probably won't happen, and I'm done until September. <laughs> so maybe Steve's, yep. Steve's wish of a Nats only uh, one one man podcast is going to come true. Uh, LP, what do you got? The curse still lives. It's unfortunate. Um, you know, I I really thought this would be the year for one of the teams. Just no hope. I don't know. I mean, maybe this wears off in a week or two. Maybe we'll see, but. Not looking good. Stevie, what do you got? Let's go Nats. Best <laughs> team in the majors. Let's go, boys. Turn our attention to uh, Didn't Navy Yard. Didn't Max get pelted with a ball yesterday or something? Hey, and then he pitched the immaculate uh, uh, inning. Y'all hear about that? Nine pitches, three strikeouts. Uh, baseball in May. That's a big no. What month so is it again? That's nine right. pitches, three outs. Three. In, in so, Steve, Steve, real quick. Do you think that the Nats who have, what, the second-best record in the MLB during the regular season yeah. will not be plagued by the curse no. in the second round of playoffs? No. No. I think okay. it's – I think – I love it. Watch watch the trade deadline. We get a closer, and we are going to be the uh, the scariest team in the playoffs. I mean, look at the Cubs are a disaster right now. I, I won't turn it into – my, my Nats podcast uh, won't start now. I'll wait for you guys to jump offline. Yeah, the, the that podcast is uh, is coming, but for tonight anyway, the Wizards lose. DC is uh, DC's seen two teams go down in in the span of uh, about a week. 
one did not exceed expectations. Um, one definitely, you know, definitely crashed and burned. We'll see what the Capitals look like next year. The Wizards absolutely exceeded expectations uh, by every by every account by every measure. So um, last week when we podcasted, it was gloom and doom, and this team has to be blown up. Like the Capitals, that is. This this week we're talking and we're saying, you know what, the Wizards are in pretty good shape, and uh, you know if a couple things fall differently during the regular season. Maybe they finish in the second seed, or maybe maybe they even finish in first because Cleveland decided to mail it in towards the end. But uh, you know, here we are. Wizards do not advance. We'll um, we'll be watching Celtics versus uh, Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Finals, which probably won't be very competitive, and we'll, we can we'll probably debate what could have happened or what should have happened. But <clears throat> just a, a quick word here to all Wizards fans and DC sports fans: this one it was tough, but we should be encouraged, and this team. Uh, hopefully the Wizards fans rally around this team the way Caps fans have in the past, you know, fill in the Verizon Center, whatever it's going to be called next year on a nightly basis and, and really getting behind this team because it is a good team. And one one or two things go differently and we're in the Eastern Conference Finals. So um, for us, myself, Steve, LP, FP, and uh, all the call-ins and, and everyone else that's part of the show, thank you very much for listening. We are out back in a few days, hopefully, uh, talking Nats and uh, maybe some uh, some Redskins also getting ready for uh, the OTAs and whatever else is going on uh, down at Redskins Park. But thank you for tuning in. Thank you to everyone on Periscope. Thank you to everyone for following us on um, online, the various uh, channels. Stay in touch. We'll be back soon. We are out. <laughs>